I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. We are Absolute Radio, and right now, you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now then, I'm with um, Alan Cochran. <laughs> I'm Frank Skinner. Hello, Mr. Radio. <laughs> and we think that we might have found a jingle for Emily Dean, but we'll <clears throat> more news of that later. But we've had um, I'll our, keep, keep our powder ooh, dry. But you, the listeners, always, always good to ask about anything. You, the listeners, know everything. I, I've come to refer to you as Yougal because it's you, but you're a bit like a, a bugle. <laughs> See, never give them what they're expecting. That's no. my motto. No, no one was expecting that. No, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't even. And once more, I'm I'm profoundly regretful. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, so um, it's great to be on uh, Absolute Radio. Only last night I was in Canterbury Cathedral being interviewed by the Archbishop of Canterbury. I say being interviewed. When I got there, I thought he was interviewing me, and then there was some confusion as to whether... Um, I was interviewing him, or he was interviewing me. Just, oh. I mean, just before we went on. Oh, really? I didn't have any questions up my sleeve, and his sleeves were so flared. Well, I was going to no, say nothing would stay there. He they keeps a lot up those sleeves. The, a- yeah, the AC, I call him. They would have tumbled the out. Those. How was the AC? I call him the A B of C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes more sense. I for love he's it. the beginning, the alpha. He is. is he the Omega? We don't know yet. We're waiting till the end. How was he? He was great. Oh. He was great. Did and, he have uh, questions? Well, we didn't really have. We just chatted. It was oh. nice. We, we talked for about uh, we did an hour and a half. Did an hour and a half. The great thing <laughs> <laughs> we did Still with comic sensibilities. It was hour and a half. It was a bit. Like, if you could imagine, you, you killed it, AC. If you could imagine a, 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 thea- a special theological episode of Unplanned. <laughs> It was it was uh, like that Skinner and uh, Williams on plan, <laughs> but it was uh, yeah it was great. Uh, what well, was one scary bit when I the other um, vicar that works at um, Canterbury Cathedral came to pick us up from the uh, what they called the dean room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't have oh. a green room. They had a dean room. No, that was especially for me. You yeah. shouldn't have been there. Yeah, where where were you? Yeah. So um, we we walked across. Everyone was in the uh, the cathedral at this point. So me and the archbishop. I walked across between the archbishop and the and the vicar of um, the o, the OV the other vicar the other vicar. And we walked across this car- courtyard alone, and I thought, this reminds me of something. Oh, yes, it's it's being executed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you normally walk between two clergymen across a desolate courtyard? <laughs> well, they never even given me a, a big meal before. So, uh, was... But the best thing about it is now, I know this, I'll deliberately drive through Canterbury quite a lot. So when we pass the cathedral, I can say to whoever I'm with, oh, I've played there. Yeah. <laughs> and did you just do the hour and a half and nothing extra? You didn't come back on for an extra bit? No, well, no, I have to get no back because call. I have to get up for the radio show. See, I was invited oh. to dinner after. Oh, he then, couldn't uh, be wined and dined by them. No, I, had to, I got out there and jumped straight into a waiting car. It was, it was brilliant. Like Elvis, I yeah, love it. Was, it. it was like doing a bank job. It was <laughs> a car waiting and we were off and out of, out of Canterbury. Anyway... Enough of my crazy old reminiscences. If you've got any good Archbishop of Canterbury yarns, <laughs> you can text us on uh, eight twelve fifteen, and we'd love to hear from you. Actually, you can text us about anything you like because we love you. Well, not you, mm. mate, but everyone else listening. We're, we're we're mad about. I don't like people doing that when they're listening. 
I feel. We've got a text in already, Frank. 712. Dear Frank, lovely Emily. Their words, not mine. And the cockerel. Why do female celebrities always seem to exercise in an open-air park? That is true. Well, that's very true. Mm. (laughs) But this is a thing that personal trainers are quite keen on, I've noticed. Is that right? Because I I sometimes walk through Victoria Park Gardens on my way home, which is in London on the side of the River Thames, Mm. um, where there's a statue of Rodin's The Burgers of Calais, if anyone's in town looking for public art. Nevertheless, that's my second nevertheless of the morning. (laughs) Um, I see... Often it, it is often attractive women, you know, women really? in like vests in great shape in there with like a big muscular man like kicking leather gloves and stuff. I mean, leather oh. gloves they're wearing, not just kicking leather gloves around the park. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's uh, it's a, it's a thing that personal trainers have done, oh, okay. and also the might. I think there's a hint in this text that maybe they're hoping to be photographed. There's a bit maybe. of Delolio business going on. Um, yes, she wouldn't do that, would she? You know, I met Nancy Delolio once. Did I, did I tell you that? No, I don't. She's more attractive than, than you might imagine. Because I've always thought... <laughs> Is she? Yeah. <laughs> I always thought there was a hint of Alice Cooper about her on... But, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised. And she's quite petite oh. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of her and, uh, and Sven. It's, it's an ele- there's an element of Bride of Frankenstein about it. <laughs> You know, the dithering professor trying to build this beautiful woman. Oh, I've started well, hasn't it? <laughs> we are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Absolute Radio. There she goes by the last. The cockerel loves that track. Do you know what? I heard he that on my, uh, on my iPod just the other day. iPhone, iPod, whatever. But yeah. it came up, so... Um, there you got, you got the, a shuttle, shuttle on there, have you? There, there goes the no-repeat guarantee. I don't suppose absolute were to know. But no, I don't think that includes your uh, iPod. <laughs> I'd love it if it extended no, to a personal quite, it's record. Quite, it's quite a narrow deal in lots of yeah. ways, like so many of these deals in life. <laughs> so um, regular listeners might remember that just about um, 12 months ago to the day, my girlfriend Kath broke her toe. It was uh, it was a right old palaver. We were at a yoga weekend, oh, and yeah. uh, she ran into a, an upturned cauldron <laughs> on a on a on a lawn. Uh, caught the handle on her foot, and uh, well, she went down like um, mm. Sackers buds. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I didn't want to. I, 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 Sackers buds came into my mind, but I thought in two weeks' time, Kath will say to me. Did you say I was like a sack of spots on the radio? Oh, what no, did you mean no, by I'm that? I'm going to get it. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so um, last week I went after the show. We we often we often brunch after the show. This the, the team and we were in um, a local. Um, I'm going to call it a gay restaurant. I think that's fine. And uh, we were in there. Well, it is, isn't it? <laughs> The service is better. <laughs> when you heterosexuals, pause, I thought you were going like to say eatery. Don't you find heterosexuals <laughs> like they don't want to serve you? I agree. <laughs> Do you know there's no attention to detail either? No. Yeah. I'm getting to really dislike <laughs> heterosexuals in the catering context. <laughs> <laughs> I got on a train from London to, um, to Scotland and the bloke said to me, um, I said, can I have the sandwich from the... He said, sorry, we've got no bread. Oh, I said, we just left one of the world's great cities. <laughs> <laughs> Could you not have got bread there? He said, oh, well, the thing is that we the, the staff changes at um, at London. And I said, hold That's on, is that an awesome. answer to... Have I turned two pages in this conversation? 
Is that an answer to the question I just asked? I don't think so. <laughs> Nevertheless, third. 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 Oh, that's it now, that's it. Another so, the, co- the cockerel's going to crow now, three times. Oh, I, I haven't denied anyone, have I? <laughs> Hold on, let me... I'm just, I'll keep a list of how many um, denials I kept on the show. No, only just the one so far. So, so yeah, the so, toe. Uh, so anyway, pinky. I got a text saying, um, I think I've broke my toe again. <gasps> um, can you meet me at the hospital? Uh, so I thought, oh, you know, it's spoiled, spoiled my brunch. Mm. I don't know about you, but I, I can't... I can't enjoy an omelette if I've got a fracture hanging over me like that. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you there. So, um, so, so now she's broke the toe on her other foot. So the doctor looked in a very sombre fashion, shook his head and said, I think your um, this little piggy went to market days might be over. Oh. It was a, it was a, a touchy moment. Mm. When we got there as well, we, didn't, we weren't sure where A&E was. And uh, it was a brilliant thing. I don't know if this is deliberate. But there was a lot of blood on the pavement at one point, and I said, "This will be." It. <laughs> sure enough, it was <laughs> like a sign. That that cannot be deliberate. No, I, I, I hope not. I mean, it was quite. Some of it was quite. Some of it. I'm going to say congealed. I know it's early mm. in the morning, but some of it was congealed. It was like you know those blokes that stand holding the sign that say golf sale. It was a yeah. version of that. <laughs> Maybe there was meant to be a proper sign, but the cuts have really bitten, and they've just gone. They'll know. Look, there's big puddles of blood on the way in. <laughs> puddles of blood as a result of the cuts. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so um, by the way, I saw one of those golf sale blokes on uh, on Oxford Street. The other day, and he didn't have the sign. You know, they usually have a sign on a oh, stick. Oh, they've got to have the sign. Golf sale. Placard. No, he, he had a jacket, and on the back it said <laughs> golf sale. Now, I don't oh. know if he'd come up with this himself, but it looked like he'd been supplied with it. It was a high vis. All right. Oh, of course it was a high vis. There was a time I, I used to associate high vis with authority. I mean, I respect mm. would kick in as soon as I mm. saw it, and now everyone's got a high vis. And then the other day, the ultimate indignity for the high vis, Jackie, I, I drove behind a lorry. Um, with wood sticking out the back, wooden planks, and and someone had hung a high vis jacket on. You know, they put a rag on the back. Oh, just as an afterthought. Yeah, just as a sort of watch out for the wood. Well, very oh. good common sense move there. I once walked into a plank that was on top of a van. Man <laughs> walked into a plank on my way to college and knocked myself out nearly. You walked into a plank <laughs> on the back of a van. Yeah. You got any more um, north of England anecdotes? <laughs> Like Actually, to share the with story us. took place in Cardiff, but Did whatever. It? Well, you know, it's, uh, oh, North of England, on. Wales, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, so, did, so was the experience. Yeah, I, I respect your hospital confidence, Frank, because I cut my finger this week. It was a gusher. I didn't. I didn't go to any. I toyed with the idea, and I was scared. Because I just, well, I just felt my injuries were insufficient and I thought the doctors would shout at me. I'm always really terrified. Well, Cass, Cass was worried the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't as broken as the last toe because it wasn't sticking out at, at 90 degree angle, so she Ooh. was a bit worried. But they, they, they were fine about it, oh. yeah. They're happy for the company, people working A&E. But it's a great place, A&E, in that it's, it's like in no other context would this be acceptable. It's a middle-aged woman sitting there, glasses on, not, not very well-kept hair, and... Uh, Covered in face, completely covered in not completely covered, but quite bloody. Sitting there with her husband, and I thought, oh my god! She looked at, turned to the husband and said, "What time's X Factor on?" <laughs> and I thought, this is brilliant. Cause if this was on a bus, yeah. it would be an outrage. But in a it's fine, <laughs> absolutely fine. 
the most shocking thing that happened to me was the receptionist. There was about 50 old. said, oh, when I walked in, she said, I've just been listening to you on the radio. And I thought, oh, great. She said, oh, God, she said, he was on there forever. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Killers. Uh, <laughs> human. I am. Um, I'd like to see you know that bit on uh, Strictly Come Dancing when they mm. say, "And now our professional dancers." I'd like to see them dance into that. Are we? Are we human or are we dancers? <laughs> <laughs> Ending with a big close-up of Anton Debet looking straight into camera. <laughs> be brilliant. Thank we've had some texts in on eight twelve fifteen. Good news. Uh, I told you people were listening. I know. Yeah. Very worrying. We've had uh, from one two zero Dave Swift from Sales here, not enjoying the show. <laughs> oh, I think that's a little callback. Yes, I should exp- uh, explain. I was on um, Radio Five Live on um, Thursday, a, uh, a station I I have criticised in the past on this show mm. for being um, Radio Four for Dave Swift in the sales department, and uh, so there. <laughs> that's him, the, the mythical figure of Dave. As Dave Swift has said. Yeah, did so you Richard, go, did you go Bacon? Richard, Richard Bacon called me on it, as they say. Mm. He said, I've heard you've been uh, been criticising Five Live. He said, oh, you know, what don't you like about Five Live? So we discussed that. That was 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel slightly bilious, the thought of that conversation. Yeah, well, it was, you know, I was, I was on there. As he said, you don't mind coming on here and selling your book, do you? Which was a fair point. But we were talking, and a man came in and sat at my right hand... Not on my right hand, at my right hand. So we were carrying on talking. Mm. And I looked and it was Jermaine Jacks, because people are always in and out. <laughs> people are in and out reading the news and the, we- right. you know, the weather. and the s- I like him at your right hand, very people. So we're chatting, he never said anything. This bloke just crept in and just out of my eye shot. And uh, I looked across and uh, so we carried on talking. You know, he crept in very silently because it was the radio. And I said to Richard Bay, I said, oh, sorry, I'm going to have to... I can't just sit here with Jermaine Jackson's come and sat next to me and not even refer to him. And he smelled great. Oh, did oh, he? Oh, good. I'm glad you said great. I yeah. thought that was the end of the sentence. He oh, no. smelt. I no, thought it was no. the end Full of the stop. series. No, he smelt. I mean, he's, if you imagine... Cologne. If, the, if, if there was an explosion at the body shop... Right. That's what he smelt lovely. In a good way. No, he smelt lovely. Oh. I, I, I said to him, you know, God, you, you smell lovely, Jermaine. He must have thought you were a freak. No, no, he said, uh, well, you know, compared to what he's used to. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you were a voice of sanity. Yeah, that's a ghost song, wouldn't you, if Jermaine Jackson said he was a bit of a weirdo, wasn't he? <laughs> So, um, well, I've never met his like in my time. No, you, you know, he was, uh, he's a very gentle, very sweet man. And he, he said, um, yeah, I, uh, I get it from the Middle East. <laughs> Whatever this, uh, and he was Did talking he about... his perfume? Are you he sure meant, he meant the perfume? I think it was a moisturiser. Because he, he, oh, he simulated rubbing it on his neck as he spoke. <laughs> Unless he, that was his on-air way of saying, I'll strangle you if you speak to me once more. <laughs> But he seemed very sweet. I uh, I don't know the difference between eau de toilette and uh, aftershave. What's what's the difference there? What's oh eau de oh. toilette? <laughs> did I give you that steely look? Yeah, I'd like I'd like <laughs> to know. Straying into an area, eau de toilette is just um. It's, That's it's, French. Yes, and aftershave is English. Oh, is it? well, no, eau de toilette also it's a weaker version, Frank. It's a watered down. But you don't version. have to. You don't have to just oh, do it after shaving with eau de toilette. No, you can not. put. You can dab a bit of eau de toilette on whenever you feel I'll put like it. On it. more often. Whereas after shaving, obviously, it's to uh, it's to close them pores. 
Yeah. Stings, though. Frank, don't. Anyway, that's not what we're... <laughs> we've had... Um, a, it's actually an email. Mm. Um, it's, it's an unusual email, and I rather like it. It's an anecdote concerning... It's called ABFC story. I did ask for any uh, Archbishop of Canterbury anecdotes oh, this morning. Oh, there you morning. go. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And we've got I hope one. Vicky Blight didn't ask for this on her show, and I'm... I'm <laughs> The no-repeat guarantee has gone out the window. Because I know it's a common theme on commercial radio. The Archbishop of Canterbury's various activities. Anyway, what we got? This is from Alex. Okay. When he was a young academic in Oxford in the 80s, this is the ABFC, Mm. he told a story about getting his first parish. Oh, I love those anecdotes. He and his wife moved into the vicarage, and for supper the night before, the night before he was installed on the Sunday morning... He and Mrs W had a lovely blackcurrant fall they'd made from berries they'd found in the garden. Oh, they live off the land, don't they? That's nice. <laughs> Once they got the place after the Reformation, they made the most of it. OK, so they've when, had... Yeah, they've had, they've had that. When he walked down the aisle on the Sunday morning, he couldn't feel his feet touching the ground and thought he was having a religious experience. Wow. At lunch afterwards, they finished off the fall and were really, really unwell. The blackcurrant bush, deadly nightshade. Ooh. Well, what, I mean, oh. this is a bit like... You know that story about Rasputin, the mad monk, when they sort of stabbed him 17 times and gave him, uh, gave him poison and tried to drown him, but all they still couldn't kill him? There's a suggestion that the Archbishop of Canterbury is immortal. Yeah, he's yeah. built up an immunity to it. You didn't yeah. have a sip of his cordial last night, did you? <laughs> I know, no, I didn't. And I, I didn't go anywhere near his fall. <laughs> <laughs> he just sat at the side with a hat with bells on, <laughs> saying, I nuncle, <laughs> just I talk to a Catholic. It was, uh, I didn't like him, I found him creepy. And, uh, yeah, he had like a one big foot, one small one. <laughs> We are Absolute Radio, and right now, you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Now, cleanliness, they say, is next to godliness, but only in a really rubbish dictionary. <laughs> That's uh, some of the material I shall be uh, using tonight. <laughs> when I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, I, I've been the president of the Samuel Johnson Society... Um, Samuel Johnson was an 18th oh, yeah. century uh, writer and uh, he wrote a big dictionary. Induction. Yeah. Mm. And I have to hand it over tonight. My, my term is up. Oh. It's that thing, you know. It, it's like, you remember when Gordon Brown stood in uh, outside number 10 down the street and <laughs> yeah. gave that emotional sort of fare? Well, obviously, it hasn't gone that badly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hand over tonight and they, uh, the bloke uh, phoned me up and he said, uh, you know, you have to hand over to the new president. And I said, who is he? And he says, um, Susie Dent. And I said, oh, she's, she's great in the Bond films. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bad line. <laughs> I don't mean that was a bad line. I mean the telephone thing was a bad. And uh, it, uh, Susie Dent is actually... Uh, see, I thought you said Judy oh. Dent. Oh, oh, oh yeah. can I say... <laughs> countdown. No, she's the countdown. Yeah, she's, she's from Dictionary she's Corner. from Dictionary Corner, yeah. Did I ever tell you that Judy Dent, I was once having my photo taken at Sandy Ivy, which is quite a, a sort of posh restaurant in mm. London. If you're going to get it done anywhere, do it there. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was a press thing. It wasn't just uh, a friend doing my photo. And uh, a car pulled up and, and Dame Judy Dench got out. And as she went past, I heard her say, I, I thought this place was for celebrities. <laughs> She didn't. She, she did. zinged you. You got zinged by she the did. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. 
yeah, she's got I that look. I didn't know she had it in her. Oh, yeah, she's got that look about it, don't you think? Oh, she's turned. She's I got, love it. Wow. She's a woman at very at home with a grimace. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you fired something back like that. No, I was taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> to be cut down by Judy oh. Dench. I mean, for goodness. <laughs> just like, got, she trampled you underfoot by the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah, but she looks like that. I mean, in the Bond film, she looks... Yeah. Uh, she, I tell you what she looks like. The, the, the director says, OK, James, do, uh, James Judy, we're just getting ready for this take mm. now. And she said, OK. And she'll go, Karen. And a personal assistant will come over with a silver tray with a shot glass full of malt vinegar. <laughs> she just knocks that back and then her face is in there. <laughs> James, you're not making this any easier, that horrible pinched, pinched face yeah, of yeah. her. She's pinched. Anyway, it's not her. Oh, it's not her. It's well, Susie. I'm glad to hear it yeah. after her well, appalling behaviour. Well, you could have got her back. You could have got her back, though. So, so it's Susie Dent. In a way, I just did. <laughs> but uh, she's a well-known. Uh, le- she's a lexicographer. She's. I've heard that. Mm. No, she's married with two kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she. Uh, she's very nice. Very. Uh, yeah. Uh, that great combination we all like of um, you know. Um, Attractive, but with with brains, you know. Attractive and bookish. Oh, I'm glad what you said combo. with brains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, she's yeah. She knows. Oh, she knows all the words. Mm. She knows all the she's words. She's the one. She can pull dictionaries. Yeah, but you know when she sit, she'll sit next to someone like Giles Brandreth on mm. there, oh, dear. and then when they go over to them to, for a seven-letter word, mm. the celebrity sometimes will say the word like they've thought of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right. So, anyways, oh, like when they pretend they've done, they had the same answer. Can't bear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the same one. Of course, it, we may recall that the cockerels are uh, a bit keen on uh, the other lady. <gasps> yes. Yeah, she's nice. she's nice. She's nice. She's. Can I say this? She's a very attractive woman indeed. She's very, when she turns into profile, she, there's an element of seaside postcard about her figure. She's very. Um, do you know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the I cockerel. Do. She has. Um, how can I put this? Because I, 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 you know, I love Countdown, and I, and also I don't like making crude remarks about females. But she's got one of those um, behinds mm-hmm. with an element of bay window. Do you know what? Yeah, I think it. you call it no, because I've got a behind like that. Oh, we call it junk in the trunk. Oh. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, bit of junk in the trunk. Yeah, her behind could st- it could take a lace curtain, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know, postman would be knocking on her left yeah. thigh, thinking it was a small house. <laughs> this isn't the conversation you're going to have with. Susie no, I won't, Dent, I won't be it? mentioning that. No, but I like the idea of going out with someone that if it rains you can shelter under them. Yes, which I think you could. But Susie Dent, no, I've, I've, well, she always sits. So who knows? I won't be looking. But anyway, I have, to do a, on that. I have to do a speech in which I hand over the presidency. Oh. So um, I've written some stuff and that, but I thought, what I thought, I thought, well, you know, we've got some very, very witty people listen to this show. We get some very funny texts coming, as you know. And I thought, well, what about um, if if our listeners come up with some lines for tonight's speech in, in, at Samuel Johnson dinner. So that's basically the ingredients. I mean, I know these will all be puns. Try and fight the puns if you can, but if you can't, <laughs> just enjoy a, yourself. So you've got a few gaps in the script or something. <laughs> well, no, but I thought it would be nice barren. to have um, an appendix, as, um, as oh, she'd nice, probably call yeah. it, at the yeah. end, when I say, and I, and I asked about this, and this, this was some of the best. So, the, yeah. so that's the sort of ingredients. It's the Samuel Johnson, who was an 18th century writer, dictionaries, yeah. Susie Dent, you could count say, down. You could say something like oh coming up with uh, some jokes for this was a bit of a conundrum yes eh? oh. well i've already i've already shall i oh, tell you this i'll tell you have this. you got one already oh, okay. i'll tell you anyway if you've got any gags t- text in and we'd love to, i'll Eight, tell 12, you 15. i weren't going to tell this on there because if they're listening it'll spoil it for tonight but <laughs> when i was at warwick university when mm. i was a student 
it just down, it started countdown 1982 okay. and it was we loved it so much that we used to play it in the halls of residence all with these loads of bits of paper and stuff so i used to uh, we cut it up between us and i used to be like the question master person and uh, we had a real it was great uh, some of them were on drugs i didn't ask <laughs> but um <laughs> But um, we used to do a numbers round and a letters round, but obviously, uh, being a Catholic, I-, I wasn't allowed to use a conundrum. We are Absolute Radio, and right now, you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Absolute Radio. That was um, Call Me by Blondie. That's, uh, that was Debbie Harry, not, um, not Hitler's Alsatian. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> No, I think Hitler did call him. Otherwise, he'd go wandering off. You know what they're like. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's in Poland. Oh, no, he kept a pretty That's pretty how the invasion rain. started. He'd just follow in there, he's looking for the dog. Tight rain. Can he kept a po- tight rain on Blondie, Frank. I don't know if it was a rain. It was more of a leash, wasn't it? Was it, um, was it an Alsatian, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Blondie the Alsatian. Not a German Shepherd, De- definitely just the same dog in it. It's it the is the same dog, dog yeah. Oh, no, no. If, cause no if, we only like blondies. If it had been in the gossip columns that um, the Fuhrer kept a German Shepherd in his bunker, <laughs> I think it was some, spotted. I'd imagine some, some old man with a crook in there, and it was some sort of yeah, spotted. <laughs> the Fuhrer <laughs> stepping out, um, <laughs> goose stepping out. <laughs> Anyway, that's enough about that. Oh. Although I know, I, I love third up, third Reich AM. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, when I got up, uh, when I got out the car, I get a car into um, to Absolute Radio, mm. and when I got out the car, I'm pretty sure the the, dri- the uh, driver said, "Okay, de- death's head." What? I think he said death's head when I got out the car, and I just went, "Yeah, have, have a nice day." <laughs> I thought, I don't want to ask him about it, but it really sounded... I don't know if it was a comment on my gaunt feeling or some terrible prediction. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, I've got some news uh, that'll, that'll brighten your day. Good. It's about me. Oh. Yay. Um, we've had some emails in during the week, Frank, and I love a midweek emailer. Mm. This was a suggestion for an Emily Dean jingle. Yes, as I pointed out earlier, that... Um, Alan Cochran, very early on this show, mm. someone was calling him the Cockrell, one of our listeners, and that's absolutely stuck. So his jingle is... <laughs> Mine is... Hello, Mr Radio. But we, one of the things I like, by the way, is that no-one has texted in and said, how dare you choose Mr Radio? <laughs> <laughs> I've just been allowed to get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, incredible. It's under the net. Well done. Yeah. I mean, Neil Fox must be livid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I but think I of him actually as I think of him as Monsieur Radio. Oh yeah, mm. I haven't had one. No, so not for a no, not for a while. <laughs> so I was delighted this week. We've had four people, Frank. Four. That's quite a lot for us. Emailing in <laughs> with suggestions. That's half a week's worth. <laughs> and it's pretty unanimous. Yes. Yes. Well, in fact, it is unanimous. So who t- who texted? Okay, in? so we've had Jeff. Uh, we've had Alex. We've had. We've had Jeff Wilson, Alex Hutchings. Oh, he's doing surnames. He's Matt good. Black. That's uh, that's presumably a joke. That might be a joke, mightn't it? Might, Matt, might, it Matt might Black. not. Or um, it might not. And we also had Ian Robinson. Right. Ian Robinson. And they all said the same thing. They all said the same thing. Yeah. And uh, now I should point out, right, that Emily's surname is Dean, in case there's yeah. anyone who doesn't know that. And this 
This was their suggestion. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and it's Pearl Dean advertising from Pearl the, and Dean. Yeah. Pearl and Dean. Yeah, yeah. See, Great. I when I heard that, that I always remembered it as as someone going ba 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 ba. But I'm thinking maybe that was that um, voice message I got from Gareth Gates. <laughs> I was thinking of. But no, didn't it used to be people going ba 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 ba? It anyway. was kind of seventy session singers. But I do love that. I'm so pleased with that. Oh uh, yeah, we're, we're not really you. covering the pearl aspect. Can I can I say that? No, but you are a lady of fashion. Oh, well, I am exactly. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, no stranger to a pearl. Oh. So, um, <laughs> right. What? A sister fashion oh, thing. Cool. Maybe I'm going to, if you're going to go radio adverts, I'm going to get SRB. <laughs> SRB. A sausage in a roll in a box for me. <laughs> Although, as a Catholic, there was always something that made me uneasy about that. Oh. I don't know what it <laughs> was. Frank, have we got time for the other email? We don't, because oh. we have adverts, we have news, we got pig iron! <laughs> We got all pig iron. <laughs> I've done that for a long time. You know what? It felt good. It felt really good. I felt my my fingers that they split into pairs instinctively, so they look slightly like pig's feet <laughs> as I sang it. It's a funny old world, isn't it? We are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. <laughs> That's great. It's really fitting. Is it? Yeah. I've really never heard fitting. it in daylight well, do you know before. Why I think it's fitting because you know you will get at least two hours of drama with me. Yes. Well, that is true. Frank, we've had a text in five five three. Well, I say five five three. Five actually... five three. Da, 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 five five three. A sausage in. Go on. It's actually a vet from West Brom. Oh, Yvette. Oh. She's not a vet. It's, she's called Yvette from West Brom. Okay. <laughs> I, um, this is an A&E. You know you were talking about your A&E incident. Yes. Yvette says, I dropped a flower pot on my foot and broke my toe. I also walked into a sign on Asda Car Park and knocked myself out. Oh, I think that's some solidarity with me for walking into the plank on the top of the... Uh, oh, yes, you're right. Is that you're the right. same day Definitely. that Yvette did that? Well, presumably. She's <laughs> if, unlucky. Some are unlucky. I, I bet she's wishing she'd bought that lucky Heather now. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine her wandering about on crutches with a bandaged foot and an eye patch on or something yeah. a bandage round the head poor Yvette I have uh, oh, it's I bad have enough little... living in West Bromwich with an exotic <laughs> name like Yvette I imagine she it's only a matter of time before she's driven out of town like a like a wild dog I have a, a, a couple of A&E things to mention. I think I'm possibly the only person in this radio studio that appeared in the uh, Granada TV series A&E. <laughs> oh, I thought I always thought that was George Clooney. Always <laughs> and everyone, I think they called it. Yep. Oh, yeah. You are looking at the, uh, the actor who played Jason the Asthmatic. No. Yeah. Did too. I, I like the sound of Jason the Asthmatic. Yes, it's like Peter the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Jason the, the Asthmatic is uh, yeah. Jason the Asthmatic. What is was it? It was a, a drama, was it? How yeah, old were you? Was, um, I ask that because if oh. you're a child actor as well, you get out now. No, I'm not a child actor. <laughs> okay. I, I studied. I studied acting as as oh. an adult. Did you? 
So I never knew that. Did yeah, you go yeah. to drama school? Went to drama school, strut and fret my hour upon the stage with the oh, best yeah. of them, I can, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't know how I got it, I, I, I did. I yeah. never, I mean, you were a bit late for um, <laughs> Northern Angry Young Men kitchen sing dramas. <laughs> yes. It needed to be around in the 60s. I, I could see you as Joe Lambton, man at the top. I'll oh, I can. What, I've got a touch of the Jimmy Porter about me when I uh, get going. Really? Yeah, Do you know, absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. Yes, I used to be very looked back in anger until I um, got rid of the rearview mirrors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, the things you discover about people when you're doing a uh, radio show. I was with, in it with uh, with Martin Shaw. Was it Martin Shaw? Martin Shaw who played uh, Elvis in the first stage version of the Elvis. Story. Well, can I just say well, there's an interesting connection here. Well, it? yes, which I was in. Oh, of yes. course. you were in the. Pro- I feel so. <laughs> I imagine listeners now are thinking, what is this that we are I worked in a drop forgings in Langley Green. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we had very little outlet for our thespian tendencies. Yeah. Five ton hammers. Did they not sing or whistle while they worked? (laughs) No. I remember uh, Joe Massey once (laughs) uh, took me outside. It was uh, was, uh, winter and it uh, it was dark. And he looked up at the sky. He said, you see that? Sure sign. I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I nodded sagely and we went back into the hammers. Do you think he meant that there was rain on the way or something like that? There was just some cloud in the sky. Sure no. sign of rain. To be right? honest, there was a large um, sign advertising deodorant across the road. <laughs> now, looking back, that might have been pertinent. Well, I never knew that. So you were in A&E. Well, what else were you in? But I've also been in A&E. I've been in the relay. Oh, the relay. Um, um, well, not many people time. have been in both. I, uh, I, I have a, a story that... I, it's a story. You've it's, got a story. A Shall we sit cross-legged on the floor? No. Is it going to be in the realms of Stig of the Dump? I've turned the fire on. Absolutely true. <laughs> you know you said that you saw in A&E a woman with blood on her face having a chat. Yeah. I spent, I think, about four hours in A&E wearing a karate suit once. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. I uh, I entered a karate competition. <laughs> I used to be quite keen. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you were in the, the... when they tried a live version of Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> <No. laughs> I, th- I thought it was a I red was, or black uh, stunt gone wrong. I was quite a keen karateka, uh, which oh. means student of karate. It's all coming out, isn't it, with a karate uh, actor, you know, martial a, artist? I, there's a lot hidden down there. I entered a competition. A bloke turned up at the, the club that I used to go to, and he was a bit of an odd man, and he went, oh, there's a competition on in York, does anybody want to come? And nobody else went, wanted to go. Perhaps the rest of them, with wisdom, thought, I'm not spending a day with him. Mm. Mm. I went. Yeah. Um, the only rule that you had to abide by was that you had to have a box. Uh, so I think I borrowed a cricket box off somebody. Oh, that kind of a box. Uh, oh. A groin guard. Let's call it groin guard. Yeah. Uh, sadly, no rule that you had to have a gum shield. I learned that lesson the hard way. Oh. Um, I... I, I I did a comp- I did a, a sparring. Uh, yeah. Popped a guy on the mouth. Got him. Split second later, he got me right on the chin, and my top tooth went <sighs> in my lip and out the bottom. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh. Stitches. Brilliant. Uh, like a clasp. Oh, like a clasp <laughs> on a small handbag. <laughs> it was horrible though. I mean, it's. I ended up back on the on my line with a with a blood stained. Gee, crafty. Back on the hockey. I was back oh, on the hockey. Do they call it the hockey? He knows hockey. all the Do terms, not. doesn't yeah? he? They don't call and it the ended, hockey. And you ended up it in there. It would be great if they had two hockeys for a karate <laughs> competition, but no. Well, karate sadly. and acting, just two yeah. of the arrows in the cockerel's quiver. <laughs> <laughs> the cockerel's oh. quiver, of course, was a 1950s dance craze. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> Frank, we've had an email in, and it's one I rather like. Mm. Dear Cockrell the... In brackets. Yes. Is that, is that no. his phone book entry? Yeah. <laughs> After you said that thinking of lime pickle makes your mouth water... Oh, well, we yeah. should just allow the cockerel to explain. You did say that. Even saying the words lime pickle makes my mouth water. It's, it's gone. It's, it's, it's gone. It's, it's, I can too. see. I'm, I can I'm see. having a gosher. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, go, it's gone. It's worked with me. Oh, love it. I was in. Are we allowed to mention where, where what this shop, what a shop is, Frank? What, what a shop, shop is. Are we allowed to mention the name of a shop? Oh, we'll be I was fine. in Pret a Manger yeah. and saw that they now have curry and lime pickle flavour crisps. Although my reaction was one of disgust, I thought that I should let you know in case you want to avail yourself of this creation. Well, it's funny. This is from Deeper, Frank. Deeper, okay. Mm. Oh, was it Deeper whose dad is? Yes, he says, by the way, my father's name, Popat, is the Gujarati word for parrot. Although this is his real name, not a nickname, it's not in the least bit weird for a Gujarati person to be called this. Maybe one day the cockerel and junior cockerel will be included in the big book of baby names. That's nice, isn't it? So people... Gujarati. Mm. You cannot be a Gujarati person, can you? It's a language. But, yes, that's correct. his dad is called Parrot. That's his yeah. real name. Popat, which means parrot, yeah. I hope that does catch on as an English name. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think Nicholas Cage should call his son. <laughs> 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 and that other American actor, you know, Tony Droppings. <laughs> God. OK, never mind that, Frank. We've got the crisps right here. I know. Here. I'm so out, excited. Uh, we've sent out Sarah, our, our new um, associate... Assistant producer or associate producer? Which one is he? Assistant. Assistant, OK. Oh, Emma, 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 the producer, <laughs> jumped in there to make, sure, just, just to make sure that the ranks were all very clear. The way she no, said it. No, anyway, this is, a, this is a curry lime pickle. This is a touch okay. of the food programme on Radio 4. Oh, here we go. Is it cockerel? I'm watching your mouth. Oh! Mm. Listen to that. <laughs> no, can you not? No, see, now you've named the shop, you better like it or be sued. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, it tastes like curry. Mm. For the listener at home, Emily is crying and I'm on my second one. <laughs> I'm on my second one, but I tell you, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, I don't like Indian food. Oh. Except poppadoms. Oh. I love poppadoms. I'd be happy to go out and have three courses of poppadoms where everyone around me gets into a, right. a, a chicken Joe Frazier, whatever it's called. <laughs> Actually, Joe Frazier was a uh, former heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken Joe Frazier is not something I would want to say in his presence, let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, these um, sort of combine the two. They're sort of a bit poppadom-like, but with a bit of curry. I mean, they mm. taste like curry. What's I your verdict, Frank? I haven't picked up on the lime pickle. Have you? Have you? It's fusion food gone mad, isn't it? It's mm. like it's like having a cheese and onion poppadom, yeah, a, a lime pickle and curry crisp. I think it's all right. It's all right. I all don't right. think it's going to revolutionise the crisp world in the same way as the uh, sweet chili did. Did that revolutionise the sweet chili crisps? Oh yeah, I they've d- really caught on. Have they? Oh, they're not really in our house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I've still got three boxes of Frank roast dinner to get through. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed I've said nothing, which means you might be able to gauge from that what my Your eyes are watering. Yes, I know, they are. <laughs> they are actually watering. I've never seen a crisp do that unless someone's actually had a crisp in their eye, which I, that's a horrible thing. I sometimes find that salt and vinegar crisps have got a bit too much both of salt and of vinegar. Oh. So the corners of my mouth get sore as I, as I eat them. Mm. The cockerel's tucking, it, tucking in on Mike. 
Well, I'm going to finish this by. <laughs> I better get uh, I better get some music or something. So I, can't, I don't like the cockroach. More warm one. I mean, people, it's very unprofessional. Sorry, I'll stop now. I'll stop. <laughs> what else? Well, I'd like to talk to you about Jackie O. I know this oh, feels like Jackie absolute sixties. Yeah, but here how do you out. get a nickname like that? Anyway, Jackie O, yeah, who used to be Jackie Kennedy, in well, case she you don't know. Exactly. She, was, she was the I'm just giving you a bit of background history. She's yeah. the wife of uh, JFK. And, um, there'd and be then some... she married Aristotle Onassis, yeah. the Greek um, shipping millionaire. Yeah, much better match. Um, but yeah. I've been enjoying the uh, revelations this week. Have you seen them? Because mm. she's revealed this new site, so these secret tapes have come out. And, oh, Frank. This is such an liked... Emily Dean story. I it loved really it. it really she's is. got... It's bitchy remarks yes. from the grave. It's got everything. <laughs> it turns out she's a bit of an Amanda Platell. Mm. I didn't know she had it in her. There's a long list of people crossed off that Christmas card list. Indira Gandhi. I mean, who can be nasty about Indira Gandhi? She said she was a pushy, horrible woman. You've got to be quite pushy, though, to be a leader of a nation. She made well, it I sound like Vanessa yeah. Feltz. I've always thought Indira Gandhi was very endearing. Uh, and I'll tell That's you how else. she got her name. They oh. did, a, they did a, a, a mean thing in the paper where they showed a young picture of Jackie O. And a really old, wizened picture of Indira Gandhi. We go <laughs> next to each other at the same age. They were probably both attractive women. It's a bit unfair. Like I could probably you pick, take a picture of me from when I played uh, Jason the Asthmatic in oh, AE yeah. around the age of twenty, <laughs> yeah. and put me next to a sixty-five-year-old Hugh Grant, and I'll look all right. I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's I, not a like-for-like comparison, is it? She not was. A, she was a pioneer in Deer in Deer Academy. I mean, she had the red dot before the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Absolute Radio. We were talking about Jackie Onassis. Formerly, formerly Kennedy. Knee... I call her J-O-K. De Bouvier. Knee Bouvier, very yeah, good. Yeah. And she's been, uh, she's been... Who do you call her? J-O-K. Just so <laughs> that we know where we stand. <laughs> oh, OK. She's J-O to everybody else, isn't she? But to me, she's J-O-K. Yeah, and she, and she said, mm. people who are great heroes she mm. said terrible things about it's an extraordinary Which collection of fun. people but she did say them and then sort of said don't release these tapes for 50 years um after my death didn't she oh how about don't release them at all or even better don't say it yeah i love time release vitriol <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say some nasty stuff can you hold it back a bit but also a slightly well, weird thing is that it's only 47 years after her death and they've brought them out they just anyway. couldn't wait they no. just could not it wait. was either that or they thought that tape players were going to go obsolete in the next well, <laughs> well she, it wasn't just Mrs Gandhi. She said, um, not something I ever thought I'd say on Absolute Radio. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, she called Church, she said Churchill was Gaga. No, that'll be that, that meat <laughs> over Cody War <laughs> on VE Day. She did. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think I've mentioned, uh, hold on, I'm going to cough. I've got a little bit of a curry okay. and lime pickle crisp in my windpipe. Oh. <clears throat> They're a death trap. The Guardian, mm. and uh, <clears throat> I, um, I was I used to know um, Churchill's um, pastry chef. Mm. I didn't know I really did. <laughs> I knew that I knew a woman. She said she by then was an old lady, and she'd been uh, Churchill's pastry chef at his uh, at his home in his declining years. Oh, and she said he used to get up every morning, walk down through the house, through the kitchen, wearing just a vest. Oh, go God. out into the garden, uh, urinate, and then uh, then go go back in. 
Is that true? Yeah, that's absolutely... I really wish I didn't know that about Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> or was that Blondie, Hitler's Alsace? <laughs> no, no, it was, Ch- it was Churchill. <laughs> no, you see, I mean, you know, to be fair to him, he's an old man then, and, and you, know, you know, people get a bit strange. It's a bit like my dream... Mm. Of walking around in just a pyjama jacket, except he was he was he, he was walking. He was living walk. that dream. He was. He, yeah. was he probably dream. had dreams that he was walking through the streets in a three-piece suit. <laughs> was a port- but Yeah, but apparently um, he did. Of course, there was the um, the urination ban was on at the time. It was a bit like the smoking ban, as you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't go you couldn't go indoors. <laughs> I remember as a child, I used to pass pubs with four or five people outside urinating. <laughs> of all the genders represented, and animals. Martin Luther King. Terrible, Martin. terrible sex pest. I mean, you can't say that about Martin Luther King. Well, I'm not King, saying it. Tr- no, but apparently... That's one, that's one notch-notch on my belt, sadly. It's a, it's a, but the, uh, the it's da- a bad choice of words, isn't it? Terrible sex pest as opposed to what a good <laughs> sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sex, the sex pest I can tolerate. <laughs> but he was... Uh, yeah, but apparently that, according to the Daily Mail, we all knew that. I didn't know it. Oh, there's a strange... I didn't know that either. They must have been on edges. When he said, I had a dream, I bet his associates were thinking, oh, no, which one's it going to (laughs) be? That this nation will join together. Oh, thank goodness for that. He's got for the good one. I thought it was going to be Marilyn Monroe and the boa constrictor. (laughs) (laughs) They must have been frightened people. Frank Shoulder Gaul, spiteful egomaniac. Another autobiography title stolen. I, I have to say, um, Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> I just love the fact that he's sometimes known as Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I've, always, I've always been a big fan of the French pronunciation of Charles. Mm. That's something about I Charles. went for Charles, I hope you noticed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, spiteful egomaniac. Mm. Which I like that, because it makes him sound... I like the idea from being spiteful. He doesn't strike me. That's not a quality I would have Well, it makes him <laughs> sound like a spiteful egomaniac, <laughs> doesn't it? But in yeah. what respect? In a sort of got Kwan way. Is, yeah. he a, is he a spiteful egomaniac? I didn't say that. No. I didn't say that. No. Judy Dench said it about him. I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be at all surprised to find that out. <laughs> Judy Vinegar Dench, as we call her. <laughs> We are Absolute Radio, and right now, you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. We've, we've had some information in as well, re Jackie Kennedy. Okay. Just in case you're wondering, um, the reason that those tapes have been released, I believe tapes released by consent of her daughter, and all relates to US TV not showing the Kennedys featuring Katie Holmes. I like it when they provide us with information. So it was a deal. Mm, That was from Andrew Green. Thank you, Andrew Green. That's very interesting. Mm. Right. Lenny Bruce, the great American comic, used to do some stuff about Jackie Kennedy. Because they claimed... You know, there's a bit where he gets shot and she starts crawling along the back of the car, clearly trying to get the hell out of there. Mm. And and the thing was, to try and make her sound heroic was something like she was trying to retrieve the top of his head. Mm. Well, you know when someone you see someone on, on a push bike sometimes will stop because something's fell out their saddle bag and they have to go <laughs> off and go and get it like that. Clearly, the woman was just trying to get away. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frank, we've also had a text in. I mean, he had lovely hair. It's a shame to. Frank. <laughs> to waste it. It's a shame to waste. Yeah, he, he always had great Frank. hair. No, it was good hair. Actually, it was good hair. What's and I've noticed hair? everyone on uh, BBC Breakfast on a Saturday morning looks a little bit like a Kennedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, that Sandy Bobby, not not so much um, Edward Kennedy. Yeah, there's <laughs> I don't know if you've ever read it. Right. Did you ever read Edward Kennedy's autobiography? Um, no. It's called uh, Fish in My Rearview Mirror. <laughs> it was uh, a <laughs> terrifying tale. Anyway, um, we can sit and talk all day. Don't worry, we're not going to. 
Um, those of you waiting for, you know, some some soft rock. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, there's some news in, which I thought... Um, Late be- news, just come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought in. you'd be delighted by this news, knowing, you're, knowing that you're not a fan of waste. Mm. The sell-by dates, did you read about this? I did hear about They're actually going to be banned. Do you like the way I try and make it more scandalous using the word banned? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're, no, they're dispensing with the whole concept of sell-by date. It's going to be best before, but because people were just throwing away too much stuff. I did. I know I did it. Oh, my bins, Terry Halliwell would have had a field day around those bins of mine. <laughs> yeah. So much good produce in there. Well, I have to say, it's terrible news for the homeless. It's terrible news <laughs> for me that likes to buy things with an orange sticker on them saying, oops, eat me now. <laughs> They're not going to reduce things now, are they? There's not going to be like a corner fridge on an aisle just with loads of people like no. me rummaging, going, oh, there's a pork pie. <laughs> like, I used to do that, man. When, when I was on the doll on um, Saturday early evening, it used to, they used to have stickers on like... Eat before ten to seven. <laughs> I mean, it was really uh, eat at your peril stickers. Yeah, I don't mind that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, surely if people if people do eat it and it's off, then and then they die, then that's just natural selection. I'm fine with that. Oh, that's what? a bit of a. <laughs> oh, it's got a bit. You've adopted a Darwinian label, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but there are a lot of homeless that live out the bins yeah. at the back of Pret-a-Manger and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and they're, they're going to be in big. Well, they can I, have these crisps for a start. I believe that um, <laughs> amongst the homeless, on the turn, is officially classed as a cuisine. <laughs> yeah, nice. they are. The, that's, there's going to be none of that now. By the time the sandwiches go out, they're going to be rancid. Mm. Oh. Well, Frank, I, do, I throw a tin out if the font looks a little bit dated. <laughs> 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 that makes me panic. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think font warnings. <laughs> that that's always a good thing. Uh, they, um, I tell you what, I don't like in in uh, rest in. Um, supermarkets mm. I, I had this with loaves the other day the way they they put the older loaves at the front oh yeah mm. and the older ones at the back the new ones yeah yeah and the new ones at the back yeah, yeah. yeah. so you've got you, so they want you to buy ones that's less fresh than the other ones and i always i have to do that thing where i start rom- going to the back and they look at you the people who work in there yeah I, I think well, they're they're giving you a look as if to go. We don't want you to box clever. We want you to be a gullible consumer. Go for the old one ones at the front. The front. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think this is what happened the first time um, Wayne Rooney went to buy love, <laughs> <laughs> and he not never got anywhere near the new ones. A poor, poor lamb. Anyway, look, we can't sit here talking all day because there's uh, Mark Crossley's on next for a start off. Mm. And uh, but if you do want to hear a little bit more of this kind of stuff, yeah, some people do. You can download Not The Weekend podcast. That's available from Wednesday morning on officially Tuesday night. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, we haven't done it yet, obviously, but I'm confident it'll be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that's about it from us. Yeah. And if, the, uh, if the, the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back this time next week. We love you all. Goodbye. We are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast.